Welcome to Living the Dream with Ben and Rodney. Here's your host, Ben Wilson. Hello and welcome to another episode of Living the Dream with Ben and Rodney. I'm your host, Ben Wilson, and my bulldog, Rodney, is beside me as usual. Today, we have a special guest in the house, my friend Christy Grace Chambers, and we have a special episode called Styling and Profiling with Christy Grace Chambers of I Am Chic in Miami. Christy is the founder of I Am Chic, which is a wardrobe and styling consulting firm, making your what do I wear and how do I wear it decisions easier. Christy has been consistently recognized as one of Miami's best dressed and best styled women. And in 2018, she left the corporate world as an executive to create I Am Chic, which means Christy has it covered, to help busy professionals and anyone to style and profile in a classy, chic way. Christy has shared her style tips in the Miami Herald, NBC6 South Florida, and various media outlets and events across South Florida. So please welcome my friend Christy Grace Chambers to Live in the Dream. Christy, thanks so much for coming on. Hey there. Thank you for having me. I love the introduction. And hello Good. to Rodney. Rod- Rodney's excited over here. See, as a bulldog, you know, he has to look good and style as well. For sure. Speaking of bulldogs, I actually um, grew up in Mississippi. So Mississippi State Bulldogs uh, yep. are very popular. So I yep. like I no. like bulldogs. Yeah, well, that's, that's good to hear. Uh, no, I've actually been to Mississippi State a few times. I grew up in Kentucky, and so we would go for the Kentucky basketball games against Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. So going down to Starkville, Mississippi. Yes. So – well, let's talk about how you um, made it from Mississippi to Miami, because you're kind of like me. You're a Southerner who ended up in South Florida, and uh, I don't know about you, but it was a big culture shock for me. So uh, how did you um, make it down to Miami? Well, I think my transition to Miami took a few steps, and that's what made it a bit easier. So I can understand the shock. But I left Mississippi um, upon high school graduation and moved to Atlanta, Georgia. That's where I went to college, Spelman Mm -hmm. College. And after four years there, I was recruited to Tampa by Cushman and Wakefield commercial real Mm -hmm. estate firm. So I was in Tampa for four years and then I was recruited by a former Cushman and Wakefield manager to come work for his commercial real estate firm in Miami. So I had a few stops along the way that made it uh, somewhat, uh, I guess, a little little less harsh or whatever. But I loved Miami from day one, and I'm so grateful that I'm here. Yeah. So um, it's kind of interesting. You were at Cushman Wakefield um, in real estate as well, as of course, as a lawyer. So we shoot, we may have kind of worked on some deals together and didn't even know it. Perhaps. How funny yeah. would that be? So have you actually have been a power player in Miami's business scene for several years um, in, in many roles, you know, with uh, uh, Baptist Health and uh, also with um, positions in corporate governance and uh community relations. So talk about, um, you know, being a successful woman in the Miami business scene and how you grew to be one of the top women in Miami and use that to uh, create I Am Chic. 
Well, again, thank you. That's so sweet. <laughs> I do. I, I, I feel that um, I put in a lot of hard work. I've been in Miami in, in a, uh, two months. It will be 20 years. Oh, really? So I, you know, when I first moved here, I was uh, one of maybe two or three black women that I knew in commercial real estate. So I became very active in um, crew, which is commercial real estate mm -hmm. women. I made sure I had leadership roles. I worked my way up to vice president of that, of the Miami chapter. Um, I did leadership Miami and that's somewhat how you and I connected. Right. And, which was just an amazing experience and got me connected to the community and very active in my sororities grad chapter and then the Spelman Alumni Association. So just really staying active in the community. And mm -hmm. the last job that I had in the corporate world was the director of um, government and community relations. So community relations, basically my job was to be out in the community, building relationships and, you know, establishing trust. So I was able to use all of that in order to basically do the same thing with my own company. So, which is basically building relationships and establishing trust with people, people trusting me to make sure that they're going to look good, um, trusting me because they, you know, pass me on as a referral. And um, yeah, so I think, you know, just being a, a businesswoman in Miami has definitely helped and propelled me to, to entrepreneurship. And I'm happy about that. Right. Well, you know, uh, a couple of things you said there that were pretty interesting is um, Miami is a big city, but it's also a small town. And I think a lot of, uh, of the big cities in Florida are that way. And, you know, whatever business you're in, I mean, you, you have to be out and network and meet people and kind of build that rapport. And it may be things where, you know, the people that you meet starting out in your career um, as a young uh, professional, it doesn't turn into business until a few years down the road because like the people that are your age, they're not the business decision makers. But now at the level that we're at, the pe those people are the business decision makers. And I feel like, you know, especially in Miami, but if you're, you know, trustworthy and get the job done and you've built a good rapport with people, um, a lot of business does come through referrals. It, it really does. I mean, even to this day, if I'm looking for, you know, an, an accountant or whoever, I would be like, Hey, so-and-so who, who do you recommend? And then if you get on that referral list, that's a big thing, which comes to close, which is very important too. Cause when I moved down to Miami, you know, Miami is very flashy and this and that, but if you're coming and you don't really know where to go, you're like, all right, you know, where do I need to go to get like the best suit or the best haircut or the best shoes or stuff like that? And uh, so word of mouth really comes into play when it comes to fashion, too. True. True. So so what inspired you to create I Am Chic after being, um, you know, at a high corporate executive level? So many things, really so many. So I I left, like you said, 
the corporate world in 2018, but I actually started my company in 2016. And I started it when I was in my MBA program. And yeah. I was in an entrepreneurship and innovation class. And I've always wanted a side hustle, right? Like that's mm-hmm. always been like, okay, you should have a side hustle. And after, you know, just thinking about what is it that people always ask me to do, people literally, um, you know, every day, definitely every week, someone was asking me to shop with them. Every day, you know, they were saying, oh, Christy, I like your outfit. I like how you're not so boring with your clothes and it's still professional. And I had friends, family, you know, say, hey, I have to go to a wedding this weekend and I need three outfits. Can you help me? And I just do it, you know, from the goodness of my heart. So I at the same time, I felt that I was in a position that was becoming um, less exciting to me. I was in a position that I had been in for a while. I didn't see any real opportunity for growth. And I said, hey, I know I can do better than this. (laughs) So and not that it was a bad position. I just had outgrown it. And Mm -hmm. so I again, I had already had my business on the side, basically working weekends with clients, but I couldn't put all my all into it because I worked, you know, 50, 60 hours a week. And I just decided that I wanted to take the leap because I didn't want to look back and wonder what if, you know, I wanted to at least give it a try. And here we are two years later. (laughs) I'm still not, you know, where I would like to be, but I'm definitely happy that I took the leap. Right. So talk about the the services that you offer at I Am Chic. And uh, for our listeners, that website is www.iamchic.net. Yes. So all those things you said earlier about, you know, moving into a town and, you know, where do I go to get a good cut or where do I get shoes or what, where can I get the best fashion? You would come to me for that. So I'm a wardrobe consultant, anything related to fashion, i Christy has it covered. That's what chic stands for. So Mm -hmm. my, the main thing that I do Well, I I shouldn't say the main thing, but one of the biggest things that I do is what is called a a wardrobe refresh. Basically, I will come into your home, tell you, you know, be brutally honest in a kind way (laughs) and say, no, this doesn't represent, you know, the image that you're going for now. Let's get rid of these things because it's outdated or it, I can tell that it's really cheap looking and right now you are a VP and, you know, so I help them first get rid of things and then I add pieces because it's really pieces that make your wardrobe complete. So that's the whole wardrobe refresh. Um, personal shopping, I do that and I do it in several different ways. In fact, 
Last week, I had two personal shopping clients. One, we literally met at one store, um, one large department store, and she got a bunch of things because she's starting a business, starting to do more Zoom calls and various things. And then one, I brought items to her home. She kept them, tried them on for a couple of days. Then I picked up the few things she didn't want and then, you know, returned them. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that I do is styling. So styling for one or two specific events. So sometimes like a person called me like, Christy, hey, I'm speaking in front of 10,000 people and I just don't want to go buy a dress off the rack or, you know, whatever. Help me to look chic. Also styling. I've been doing this a lot actually during um, kind of our shelter in place, working on Mm. production sets where they'll either be a videographer or a photographer and maybe a makeup artist and then me. So I'm styling people because a lot of people are taking the opportunity to um, build their own business or expand their business. So they're doing new um, websites or new promotional pieces and they need a, a fresh look. I also speak to corporations on topics ranging from dressing for success or, you know, whatever corporations may need. And, uh, and then finally, um, I've done this too, is kind of business consulting, just because Mm -hmm. I do have that 20 plus years of corporate experience. And I've done some things on the business development side with some small companies, as well as on the government side. Yeah. Well, let's stick on that, uh, that corporate attire and business casual. uh, And then we'll get into specifics about like tips for the women and tips for the guys. Um, Because one of the things, I mean, I, I come from the corporate world where I was at the law firm and, you know, now and uh, stuff and a lot of businesses go to casual Friday. And I got to tell you, I mean, I'm not always the best dressed. I mean, sometimes I am, but it's like, man, sometimes some of these people on casual Friday, I mean, they look like the, the white trash you see at Walmart. I'm like, you know, just sloppy. And I'm like, if you're a lawyer, you kind of need to look like, a, you know, you're charging 500 bucks an hour, stuff like that. And sometimes people just, take it like way too far, I think. And it, it, it can hurt a corporate image, really, I think. I mean, what's your take on that? And when you speak to companies? I agree with you 100%. It is your image. I mean, what do you want people to think of you? And if you look disheveled, and you look like you're about to run your errands, even though I try to look good when I run my errands, let's just say you're, you're going to take out the trash. (laughs) If you're, I mean, if you look like that, I think people's, um, perception of you will be different, even if they know you, because there's this saying that I really like, it's, it says style because personality isn't the first thing people see. So when they see you, what do we do? We make judgments. So, you know, I would hate for a person to have to come out or dig their way out of a bad misperception of them. So um, recently, last, well, last year, a local company, it's actually a global company, but the local office 
asked me to come speak because they went from business casual every day to dress for your day. Mm-hmm. So that meant if you had no meeting scheduled that day, then you could just come in kind of casually. And people were taking that to another level. And the managing partner said that people looked a mess <laughs> because she had like tickets to an event and she walked up and down the aisles and didn't see anyone who looked appropriate. So what I say to these companies is make sure that you reiterate the things that uh, are the no's. So I would say, you know, no sweatpants, no leggings, no shorts, no jeans with distressed uh, cutouts. I mean, then I don't know about you, but when I started my first corporate job, there was literally like a dress policy, a dressing policy. And I think that companies have just gone away from that, but you have to bring it out and literally spell it out, unfortunately. And I feel that that's sad because they are giving you the choice, but people come in and choose to make poor decisions when it's really simple. Right. No, I don't know. When I first started practicing law, I mean, the dress code at the law firm was suit and tie every day for the men and women business attire, I mean, as well. But, you know, a lot of companies have gone to business casual and especially in Florida when it's, it's hot, you know, a lot of people do business casual. So it's a dress shirt, dress pants and fine. Um, I mean, it, it really just depends on the, the job per se, I guess, because like, you know, if you're working at a country club uh, or the golf course and stuff, I mean, probably polo shirt and a pair of jeans is fine or, or not jeans, but a, dress pants, things like that. You're not going to wear a suit and tie there. Or maybe for some meetings, it's like the the dress jacket with no tie. It just kind of depends. But it's like you don't show up, especially like for lawyers, real estate professionals, uh, bankers, think things like that. You're not going to show up in an outfit where you're wearing jeans and a really baggy shirt tucked out and it's just not going to be the look. Now, if you're going for a, a musical artist, that might be different. Mm-hmm. But that's going back to your point about, you know, dress for your uh, your your target audience, really. Yes. So, well, I, that's I, interesting. If I can, I, I'm sorry. But I wanted to add when you said something that piqued um, a thought. It was, you know, you often hear that you should dress for the role that you want, not necessarily the role you have. But, That's you know, true. it's like, how do you do that? That's like a fine line, because if you are aiming to be CEO and you're like a supervisor, you don't have CEO money. <laughs> right. But what right. you can have is always like a nice jacket with you or at your desk and just you know, throw on the jacket at a moment's notice. Yeah. Well, let's transition into um, some of the specific styles that you have for both the men and women. So I know that the you're going to have more tips for the women. So let's start with the men and let's just get it out of the way because as a guy, all we mainly care about is, is it clean? <laughs> okay. Generally. No, not, it's not that bad, but I mean, you know, we're not as necessarily as particular as the women. So what are some real trends that you're seeing for 
um, style for for the guys because you know there's a one of my favorite bands is ZZ Top and the the saying is every girl's crazy about a sharp dressed man. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Because I mean I see a lot of sloppy looking guys out there uh, as far as dress, and there was some pretty attractive women. So I don't know. Maybe maybe this is changing. Is that what's your take on that? No, every girl is crazy about a sharp dressed man, but. Sometimes they also like good personality, right? So <laughs> yeah. maybe the the man with the baggy clothes on uh, just has a wonderful personality. I don't know. <laughs> well, the, the car mechanics and the plumbers and stuff, they get a pass because they, <laughs> they have to dress for the job. <laughs> Perhaps. But, um, so what are some tips you have for the guys out there when it comes to style and fashion, both in a um, business and social setting? Well, definitely a sharp dressed man. The way you get to that, I would just say two words and that would be fit and flair. So fit is so important. Now, how do you get fit? You definitely embrace a tailor. Find a tailor somewhere. I mean, they're at dry cleaners a lot of times. So Mm -hmm. even if you buy a blazer um, off the rack, some pants that may be too long, I may just get those tailored. Um, A jacket is just a little bit off on the fit. Just get the sleeves tailored in that, you know, just fit is so critical. Um, So that's number one. And then the flair piece of it would be to add your personality. So I love pocket squares. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether it's pocket squares, whether it's some cool socks, um, you know, if it's a bow tie every now and then, just add some some flair. And I, let me ask you this. Can a guy because where I grew up in Kentucky, if a guy wore a bow tie, he'd probably get beat up. But this is like in the <laughs> 80s and 90s. Oh, is that like no. changing now? I know. I guess I've seen more and more bow ties. I, I don't think I can pull that look off and <laughs> probably won't go there. But I guess that is a more popular style with some people. I know. It's like the Steve Urkel look. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, I would. I I know a couple of men who pull off bow ties daily. That's like their signature look. But I would say a bow tie, you know, once a month or something just to add some flair is is okay. Um, yeah. It's definitely um, something that's, that's um, been popular for a little while. So let me ask about like, um, you know, social because like, especially going out to dinner and stuff like that. You're always not going to wear a suit and a tie, and especially in the summertime when it's hot. Um, I mean, a lot of guys have gone with the the untucked look. But to me, I think it's like if you're wearing the untucked look, it goes back to your comment about being for the right fit and trim and using that tailor. Is that the look you got to go for? Because especially in Miami too with a – uh, the Cuban culture, you know, guayaberas are big and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so, you know, how does someone go for that look if it's if it's in? Yeah, the untucked look is definitely in, but your shirt would need to be square, you know, um, at the bottom, a little shorter. 
So mm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, def, I would not do an untucked look for a professional look. But yeah, if you're definitely out on the town, I love it. And you know what was very popular for spring and summer were kind of tropical prints. So if you're bold enough to wear uh, shirts with like palm trees or large botanical leaves, um, you know, kind of like a Hawaiian shirt, so to speak, or you could call it a Miami shirt. Very, very chic. And I, I like that. Well, maybe these people up in Brevard County where I'm at now, they're more chic than I thought. It's kind of like <laughs> standard attire, these Hawaiian shirts and stuff. Now, I will tell you, though, that a lot of them that I see, they're not following your advice about the tailor. They're like enormous shirts, like you could fit two people in there. But. No. Yeah. Go for your size. (laughs) So so let me ask you this. Um, When it comes to hairstyles and facial hair for the guys, what are the trends now? Because a lot of, you know, a few years ago, um, it was always like the the short trim hair look and, um, you know, clean shaven. And then David Beckham grew a beard and like all the guys wanted that. And now Jason Momoa and Sofia Vergara's husband, um, gosh, what's his name? Uh, Joe Manganiello and... Um, Edris Ilba, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the guys are uh, short, uh, showing the beard look, but then some go like all duck dynasty. So what, what's in, <laughs> what, what's going to be the, the trend as we go into the end of 2020 and 2021? Definitely the clean cut beard, love a beard and beards are so popular now. Um, and they haven't been this popular since the 1970s, if you think about it. And, um, so yeah, a a clean cut beard, um, well-groomed is very much on trend for 2020 and probably into 2021. And I was reading something recently where, Um, There was a study done and two thirds of women actually prefer a man with some fuzz or a little hair on their face. I I, I think that's probably true. Because, I mean, since we had uh, 2020, I was so busy as a lawyer. I grew one and I think your study's right. Mm -hmm. So plus, I just from a perspective um, of a guy, too, who's busy, it just saves you a lot of time in the morning and especially if you're busy and that's just one less thing you have to worry about. So that's interesting to hear. So, you know, we've talked a lot about with fashion and stuff. Um, what are some of your favorite stores, including like online auction uh, options for guys looking to be in style for their, their area? Cause you know, for some people, maybe it's that polo shirt look and um, you know, a, a di- dish different styles, but something that's not necessarily going to break the bank. You know what? This may sound trite, but Macy's mm-hmm. Macy's is really good. In fact, um, I was recently tasked with getting a really good suit for under a hundred dollars. And you know, it, my husband asked me, "Can you get a suit for under a hundred dollars?" And this for, was for someone else. And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." And I know exactly where I'm going to go. So I went to Macy's found this suit, really sharp suit and modern. um, And with the shirt, it was like $108. 
So I'm a huge, I mean, hello, Macy's has a sale every day, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, that is a great place to shop. I also love Nordstrom. I love Nordstrom and I know some of their stores are closing. Oh, Um, really? Yeah. In Miami, um, their location at Dateland Dateland Mall is closed. And, um, but they're still around in other places and I love them because of their price range. You know, you can get a shirt for $50 or a shirt for $500. So Nordstrom is yeah. good. Um, I shop there. Okay. Love it. I just bought some new shoes from there. As a matter of fact, I bought uh, some dress. I, I mean, I'm, I guess the past three suits I bought all went to Nordstrom and um, the Aventura Mall and they have a tailor there. So he was able to, you know, tailor the shirt, the pants, all that stuff. And I bought some brand new dress shoes. I mean, nice looking shoes. And the sale price was like 49 bucks. Oh my gosh. I know. I couldn't believe it. It was like a hundred dollars off. Wow. That's great. And, and yeah, a lot of sales like that now. I also mentioned men's warehouse and Mm -hmm. I also love Ted Baker a lot. Also, it's a little, a little more pricey, but if you like the um, European fit, I, I just think Ted Baker clothes look good on men. Yeah, so I guess European—that's the the thinner guys like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right. So um, that's interesting. So before we leave the guys and head on to the women, who are some of your celebrity men that you would direct people to to be like? a good example of how to do fashion right? Well, speaking of that European fit, you actually named a couple of men that I like their their look <laughs> and their clothing look. I love David Beckham. I love Idris Elba. And it's that fit, like we were talking about, their clothes just fit them well. Uh, of course, George Clooney is classic. Another guy that I love is Mahershala Ali. His look is so classic and sharp. Um, one of this one guy that I love to follow on Instagram, but I don't really know him. I think he's a singer. His Instagram is I am Prana, P R A N N A. Mm-hmm. Now he is, he's sharp. I like him a lot. Yeah. So, all right, guys. So if you need some help, reach out to Christy at I Am Chic and check out those guys. And the thing about your consulting too, you don't have to just live in Miami. Like some of the, my friends from Kentucky who need some fashion help, they can reach out to you online. Absolutely. In fact, I was um, working with clients virtually before the stay at home or shelter in place. And now that's grown even more. So. Yeah, no, I don't doubt it. All right. So those were the tips for the guys. So now the style tips for the ladies. So what are uh, some of your recommendations that you have for the women entrepreneurs out there when it comes to getting that good business wardrobe? You know what? I'm going to have to say fit and flare again, those F words, Mm -hmm. (laughs) fit and flare. 
same thing in bracelet Taylor. I can't tell you how many times I've, you know, bought a $99 blazer, had it tailored just slightly for, you know, an extra $20 and it looks like a $600 jacket. So that would be a key point. Mm-hmm. Um, again, adding your, your own personal flair to it. So is that, um, you know, some color, you know, do you want to have a red suit versus just, a, you know, a gray, navy, black suit? And if you're an entrepreneur, maybe you don't have to wear suits. Can you just wear a nice dress or a nice blouse and, and, and pants? But because entrepreneurs are so busy, here's what you should really do. You should really assess what you have in your closet, number one assess, get rid of, and and look at what's in your closet as pieces. Because I think the number one thing that my clients do um, that I teach them is to view your, your, your clothes as pieces. For instance, if you go into a store, you see something on the mannequin and you buy it like that, head to toe for mannequin, or a sales associate helps you and they put together something and you only wear it the way you saw it on the mannequin or the only way you wear it is the way the sales associate put it on you, then you're missing out on really good combinations. So I would just separate everything and figure out how you can put pieces together and it really maximizes your wardrobe. Mm -hmm. Got it. So, um, you know, I guess with the pantsuits, you always think of women in business and the power of pantsuits. Like Hillary Clinton, the the comment was her, well, there's Hillary in a pantsuit again, and it'd be a navy pantsuit or a white pantsuit, but it was always a pantsuit. But I guess um, th- that's still going to be uh, in style for the women, right? Of course. I mean, the pantsuits became uh, a thing when women started entering the workforce, Um Mm-hmm. in more numbers in the 70s. And right. um, definitely, and I and at this point, there is nothing, it's not seen as a big thing anymore. It's not like, oh, she's trying to look masculine or she's trying to um, be like a man. It's just something that's well received throughout the world or at least in the U.S. So, yeah. yeah. So, all right, well, let's transition to that social wardrobe. So um, what trends are hot right now in women's fashion? So many cool things, I think. So um, one thing is I'm going to call it uh, daytime lingerie or nighttime lingerie. Daytime lingerie. (laughs) Well, it is South Florida, so uh, you – I've seen some interesting outfits in the middle of the day. (laughs) I have two. I yeah, I I have um, as well. But literally right now, what's a big trend, and it's continuing from last year, um, are like silky camis, which is like a shirt, like a a camisole top that you would wear like under a jacket or alone. But it kind of looks like a a nighty. If I'm trying, if I'm explaining that well, and then you have what's called a slip dress. So it's kind of usually like a silky type fabric and it's just a dress that looks like a slip, (laughs) 
but a little bit more fancy. Um, and, you know, you can wear T-shirts under it or turtlenecks, you know, going into the, the fall. Or if you're in Miami, nothing under it at all because the weather will still be good. Um, so sequins are still popular. Sequins, um, again, con- continuing from kind of the spring trends, faux fur and faux leather. So you might see faux fur on, you know, on a trench coat, definitely faux leather. So you got to get some faux leather pants, ladies, <laughs> or shorts or skirt. Just that's all the rage. And I don't see that going anywhere. And then I'd say the final or, or something that's very big that I'm loving are flesh tone pieces. So I'm seeing a lot of pieces that are in shades of tan or brown and also like nude shoes, meaning that they're the color of your skin. And I I am embracing this and loving it because, you know, I'm a brown woman and now I can find things that are like my brown or my nude and mm. I'm starting to and and that's good. And in fact, like a nude shoe actually lengthens you, makes you look taller. So even if the shoe is a flat shoe, you know, you can wear that with shorts or even if it's like a nude um, pump, that's just going to make you look taller because it's like your leg is one color. Yeah. That makes sense. What, what about the ripped jeans? Um, I know a lot of women, they're wearing the ripped jeans and it, I mean, they're paying like hundreds of dollars for these ripped jeans. And I mean, it's like, gosh, you could go and just take your own jeans and rip them and stuff. But apparently there's like a certain way you have to rip the jeans and they're charging like five or $600 for these jeans. Yep. Distressed jeans are still on the rage. And it's like, um, yeah, ripped in and it has to be done Right. Now, $600 worth, not necessary. (laughs) I've definitely seen some good quality ones for, you know, $100 or, you know, $80 to $100. But you know what? Um, If you want to try ripping your own jeans, you just need some scissors and you need like tweezers. I've actually done it. And I've recently cut some jeans into shorts because denim kind of uh, knee length, Bermuda length shorts are very popular right now too. Okay. Yeah. You said to the knee? To the knee. Exactly. Okay. Got it. So, all right. Well, next thing I got to ask you about, because like all my women friends, they have like dozens and dozens of shoes. I mean, I have a friend that has, I think, I think she said she has like a whole closet that's just dedicated to shoes. And it's like over a hundred shoes in there. And I was like, my gosh, how do you need that many shoes? And then I went through my closet because I'm getting ready to to move into a new house. And I was like, dang, I had about 12 pairs of shoes in there and some of them I'll get rid of it. But so what are your tips on the, the women? Well, first off, why are women so obsessed with shoes? Okay, Ben. Okay, let's go back to you. Did you you have 12 shoes or is that like including gym shoes? Yeah, it's including like gym shoes, softball cleats, flip-flops, dress shoes. Okay. Well, that's 
that's a, that's good. <laughs> that's good. I like that uh, minimalist approach to it. Um, well, in fairness, I would have had less, but I, I forgot that I'd ordered some other like dress shoes and stuff, and they had been in the box for about five years. Oh wow! So. I I I don't know. I cannot explain the obsession with shoes. I don't think I have that obsession, but I, um, I, you know, what I recently, well, last year I did a survey on my Instagram asking people how many shoes do they have? And I think one person wrote back like five. But most people wrote like too many to count. I'm embarrassed to say or, you know, or things like that. And I just the what I believe and what I tell people is as long as your shoes have a home within your home, you're okay. <laughs> like, are your shoe if you have shoes, you know, in your office, you if you have four or five shoes in your office, if you have four or five shoes in your trunk, and then some shoes under your bed, that's doing too much. But like your friend who has the closet dedicated to shoes, and, you know, and she's happy with them, you know, I'm not gonna argue with her, but I do pe- believe that people tend to have too many and can probably get rid of a lot. Yeah. Well, when it came down to my shoes, granted, I don't have as many as the women, but I mean, I had my classic of the new black dress shoes that I ordered, you know, the shinier ones. So I had that for, for suits. I also have a brown pair of dress shoes, which I can wear for like my lighter dress pants or even with my Navy suit. Uh, or my like lighter blue suit. Um, so I had those and I had a pair of black slip-ons that I can wear with like, uh, like if I'm wearing a polo shirt and just dress pants or things like that. So then I had softball cleats, gym shoes, two pair of gym shoes. I had two pair of dress boots or like one pair of boots was like for, if I have to go for my job out in the field, because mm-hmm. part of it, I'm, I'm working in, in ag. So I have those kind of boots, but then I've got like a brown and a black pair of dress boots. And then I got like two pair of flip flops and I think that's it. So that's about 10. So that's not too bad. Yeah, but you have to realize, like, I agree, like that sounds about right, but women have so many more options, right? We have oh, I know. flats, yeah. sandals, uh, heels, <laughs> Yeah, no, I was just talking from the guy's perspective. Yep, I agree. So any kind of uh, interesting shoe trends out there that uh, the listeners need to be aware of? What's trending now are square toe shoes. Well, more and more um, importantly, square toe slide-in shoes or like a mule or like a, a slide. Um, Mm. so when you think of a heel, a high heel, historically you have a pointed toe or a round toe, pointed toe is pretty much, you know, has been the trend for the last, um, couple of years. But when it comes to flats or mules, which is also like from the nineties, just a slip on heel, the bottom of it is going to be square. So square toe is like all the rage right now. Wow. 
All right, so for the ladies out there uh, who are into shopping, what are um, some of your favorite online stores that you recommend to women out there, and as well as the the in stores, and some of your favorite stores that may not necessarily break the bank? Well, right now, most stores aren't going to break the bank. <laughs> it's so right. incredible, Ben. All the sales, you know, a lot of places are having, you know, just 50% off or 25% off uh, just regular priced items and then an extra 50 off already sell items. So it's some really, really interesting deals out there. Um As far as those stores that don't break the bank, uh, one thing I will say is that a lot of retailers for me are very cyclical. For instance, I used to love Banana Republic, but right now I'm not loving Banana Republic. The store that I'm loving right now is a store that I I didn't shop in for like six, seven years, and that's Express. Express mm-hmm. has some really good looking things for for women and men as well. Um, very reasonably priced. Um, and I would say I would just throw out a lot of the same stores as well. Love Nordstrom for a lot of reasons. Um, there is a store that a lot of people don't know about because they aren't necessarily based in South Florida called Akira, A-K-I-R-A. And I like to look there for trendy items like the fast fashion items. So I'm sure if you go to the Akira website, you'll see a lot of the square toe shoes, you know, a lot of the the slides. Um, And I also like Aritzia. yeah, so many, so many good places to shop online. Yeah. So let's go uh, to who, from a celebrity standpoint, you know, we, we talked about with the guys having um, the celebrities to kind of go to for a good fashion look. Who are some of the celebrity ladies that uh, you recommend as good fashion uh, people to look at for trends and stuff? Hands down, I love Rihanna. I just love her. Her fashion is always on point. Mostly it's over the top. (laughs) Um, It's over the top a lot. (laughs) Over the top. But I guess for more realistic looks, I also love Sierra, the singer, Sierra. Oh, wait, wait. she's, um, is that the one who's uh, married to uh, Russell Wilson, the quarterback for the Seahawks? Yeah. She just had a baby, I think, didn't she? She did like a few days ago. (laughs) Yeah. Very recent. And of course, Victoria Beckham is my style icon. She is amazing. And her clothes, you know, she has her own clothing line and her. She was Posh Spice. She, hello. Oh, okay. So I guess the name describes her. <laughs> but exactly. she, uh, like her, like one of her dresses is about $1,200. Wow. On on average, I would say. So it could be higher. And of course, I love Amal Clooney. She's just so sharp. So that's interesting. You know, a lot of times when I ask women that question, uh, J-Lo comes up pretty often. Um, Salma Hayek, Sofia Vergara. So 
a lot of different interesting styles out there. Mm-hmm. So, and last question for the ladies, what are your tips when it comes to closet organization? Cause I know that's one of the things you, uh, you deal with at I am chic is helping people get the, those closets organized. Absolutely. So I would say there, there are about five tips that I like to share. And I actually have these on my website, but one is number one, does it fit? And I know people struggle with this, but if you were a size four and now you're a size eight, like size fours really shouldn't be in your closet. So that's one. Then number two, does it have stains or rips or rattles? I mean, you're laughing, but seriously, like things that hang up in your closet for a long time without being worn, sometimes they get stains, especially if they're under. Oh, I thought you meant keeping dirty clothes in the closet. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) No, stains from the dry cleaners, you know, don't get it right. Or especially like a, a light colored linen. I don't know. It just or again, if it's been under plastic, because. You shouldn't have plastic in your closet if you do get rid of that, um, because that can cause staining Um, stains on collars for men. I mean, you know, so if it's super stained, get rid of it. Then, you know, ask, do you have multiple ones? For example, if you love black shirts, that's totally fine. But if all your black shirts are button front and you have like 10 of those, I mean, don't buy any more like that, you know, go for a black shirt with, you know, a a crew neck or a V-neck or something like that. Um, Then I, I, the thing is, you know, because it's all about your image and, you know, staying true to you, like, does it represent you now? Like, would you buy this if you were shopping? So you really need to love the pieces in your closet. And then the final two things I would say, the worst space saver, I mean, the the worst um, things that take up space are t-shirts. I mean, literally, I see people with T-shirts from, you know, every 5K that they've done. I mean, you Mm -hmm. can, you know, make um, blankets from that. There are places where you can send off your T-shirts for blankets. I mean, you don't necessarily need two drawers of T-shirts, in my opinion. (laughs) And then the biggest space waster are gifts. You know, just because, I don't know, your mother-in-law bought you a, not my mother-in-law, but a mother-in-law <laughs> bought, a, <laughs> bought you a, a dress and you don't like it, like, you don't have to wear it. You can give it away or you can wear it the one time and then give it away. I mean, it's yours. She gave it to you. And people don't know your style. And I see that a lot when I'm in people's closets, I'm like, what is this? This doesn't even, you know, match your personality. And they're like, yeah, my cousin gave that to me. Well, now I guess with gifts and stuff, I mean, more and more people are just giving gift cards. So maybe that's a trend that's going to continue. It should. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So what are your goals and aspirations for I Am Chic as we, as we round out 2020 and head into 2021 pretty soon? And for a lot of people, we can't get out of 2020 soon enough. 
right? Well, we're more than halfway uh, yeah. out of 2020. So what my goal is really to turn all these ideas in my head into action. If I can just do that, that's going to um, help with my main goal, obviously, to increase my revenue. So if I can just put put things into place, into action, that's my number one goal. Right. Well, for everyone who's listening, uh, that website uh, for Christy's I Am Chic is www.imchic.net. And the Instagram handle is I underscore am underscore chic, C-H-I-C underscore 10. So definitely reach out to Christy and um, get some advice from her. And like I said, even if you're not in Miami, she can still assist you through uh, online consultation and directing you in the right way. And also, you know, if, if you're on her website, she keeps you posted and on Instagram keeps you posted about when she's on NBC six South Florida and other events that she'll be hosting, including, I think I'm seeing where you're doing some online um, consultations too. So, you know, just check all that out and stay in the loop with Christy at I am chic. So thanks Christy for giving those style tips. Matter of fact, I, I was looking at my closet when you were talking. I was like, I've got some pl- shirts under plastic right now. I'm going to have to take that out. Take them off. Yep. All right. Now on to the final segment of the show where we ask Christy the living the dream questions, where I ask her a series of 20 pop culture questions to see if she is truly living the dream. All right. First question. What's your favorite Seinfeld episode? It has to be the puffy shirt, right? <laughs> oh, the puffy shirt. <laughs> that makes sense for a fashion puffy consultant. Shirt and puffy shirts are cool now. Not necessarily. Really? That, not necessarily that one with all the ruffle in the front, but a puff sleeve for women. Um, I was going to say maybe for women. Yeah. It's just a little height on the sleeve. Um, yep. Very popular. So- Because I remember from that episode, Kramer came into Jerry and he's like, Jerry, this is going to be like a great trend. You're going to be the next pirate. And Jerry's like, I don't want to be a pirate. (laughs) Yeah, I really like Seinfeld. Thursday nights, right? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Pretty much Seinfeld has addressed a lot of the situations that come up in my life. That and the movie Caddyshack. Okay. All right. So um, next question. What's your favorite Chris Farley movie? It's definitely Tommy Boy. Hilarious. Absolutely. It turns 25 years old this year. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's a great that movie. That means though. I was like eight when it came out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, lo- right. I just basically remember the one scene where he ba- he says, like, is there something on my face? Like, I don't feel it here or here. I feel it here. And he has that clear mark on his face, but it's funny. Well, the one thing about Chris Farley too, his fashion was not always the best. <laughs> he needed, he needed some fit. Uh, he needed, yeah, fit for sure. Better fit. He's, he always had the routine about fat guy in a little coat. Right. <laughs> so, all right, next question. Uh, so what's the better college theme movie? Animal House, Revenge of the Nerds, or Old School? So I've not seen any of those. What? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So 
That's a minus. That's a minus one on the score. <laughs> I didn't. You got know two. Now you're down. Having to subtract one. Oh my gosh! I didn't know we were keeping score, but really, I'm not hugely into movies. But yeah, I've not seen any of those. I Man, I kind of know that there at least Animal House had some togas or something, or it was about a yeah. fraternity. But I I don't know. Maybe I'll watch them one day. Well, yeah, I mean, college age kids that could be a great demographic for I Am Chic. There are a lot of sloppy uh, kids dressed dressed in college who need some help. Thanks for All the right. idea. Next question. Uh, what's your favorite Bill Murray movie? Ghostbusters. Oh, good one. Yep, from 1984. Yep, no, that was actually um, the best-selling comedy of the 80s, so oh. good answer there. Okay. So, see, I'll give you a plus two on that. <laughs> That way, that'll take away from your minus one on the old school. I'm so afraid. (laughs) So, next question. What's your favorite Eddie Murphy movie? I really loved his most recent movie. It's called Dolomite is my name. That was incredible. I think he was nominated for an Oscar for that. I think he was. I heard he's going to go up, well, I guess before you know COVID hit, he was planning on doing like a stand-up comedy tour, which that would be oh, awesome. Right? Yes. Yep. I can imagine the ticket prices, but well, it's I, worth, I seeing, worth seeing for sure. Well, shoot, he might do like what Dave Chappelle and some of these other comedians were doing. Um, they just do like a Netflix special. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Uh, next question. Um, what are some of your favorite movies not starring Chris Farley? Bill Murray or Eddie Murphy? <laughs> Again, I'm so boring when it comes to movies, but I, I loved Black Panther. And oh, that was a good movie. Back in the day, I'm just thinking of like, what movies did I actually purchase? Um, I purchased Friday. I loved Friday. That was like my favorite That was a good movie. For so long. Yeah, and, with, uh, Ice Ice Cube and um no yeah Ice Cube yeah, and uh, Chris Tucker. Chris, yes, yeah, and I love documentaries, so I loved like Cocaine Cowboys and Hoop Dreams. So those are those are my top movies. All right, next question: What's a better Miami TV theme show, Miami Vice or The Golden Girls? Thank you for being a friend. That's a plus five. <laughs> That's a plus five right there. Look at that. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I love extra credit. <laughs> it was funny whenever I came to Miami, because um, I came down here to go to UM for my master's in real estate development. And the things I knew about Miami, I mean, I knew about the Miami Dolphins and the Miami Heat from sports. And uh, and then it was like the Golden Girls and Miami Vice. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Next question. Who's your favorite lead singer? Of the following performers, Mick Jagger, Aretha Franklin, Steven Tyler, Marvin Gaye, Michael Jackson, Madonna, Tina Turner, Prince, Axl Rose, Kurt Cobain, Sting, Jay-Z, Drake, Whitney Houston, or Beyonce. So I tried to cover people from <laughs> since the 80s, well, Aretha Franklin, 70s. Right. Easy, easy, easy. Michael Jackson. Really? Well, that's a good answer right there. Let me. Yeah, I just did a pot. Oh. Go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say, you know, we talked about me growing up in Mississippi. So I went in 1987, went to Atlanta with two of my best friends. And we saw, I mean, my sister, my older sisters took us to the Jackson victory tour. Mm-hmm. So I got to see him like that's so legendary. And when we came back from Atlanta to school, like students thought that we were famous because <laughs> we had seen Michael Jackson. Would you walk in like wearing a red leather coat? <laughs> I never, I never did that trend, but I was yeah. sharp. I remember my outfit from photos. Yeah. You know, what was interesting. I just did a podcast with a friend of mine. We did um, the a documentary on the 40 year anniversary of ACDC's Back in Black album. And that was the best selling rock album of all time, number two all time to Michael Jackson's Thriller. Mm-hmm. But on the list of best selling albums of all time, Michael Jackson has more than anybody. And it was like Thriller, Bad, um, his uh, Behind the Wall, I think from 1979. All of his stuff from the 80s and 90s was there. So it was. You know, if you really think about Michael Jackson's success, I mean, he's almost unparalleled as uh, far as a successful performer. So, all right, that's a great answer right there. All right, next question: um, Who are some of your favorite uh, musical performers or bands other than the ones we mentioned? That's easy too. So I love music, not necessarily movies. So these are great. <laughs> all right. I love Outkast. Anyone who knows me knows I'm their biggest fan. I love Goody Mob, and I recently saw Pink, and I'm in love with her. I loved her music, but just her performance, I will go see her every time she's here. Yeah, she puts on a powerful performance. Mm-hmm. Incredible. All right, good answers. All right, uh, three favorite TV series, past or present. Okay, I love <laughs> – this may be – I mean, I know we don't know each other that well, so no judgment, okay? I love Downton Abbey. Like, I love that show. Looked forward to it every Sunday. And Mm -hmm. back in high school and college, I loved Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. (laughs) That was a a popular show with Jane. um, (laughs) Gosh, I can see your face Um, right now. I know. What is her name? And Jane Seymour. Thank you. And I even have like the the DVD collection for seasons one and two. It's crazy. And but my favorite show now is Project Runway. Pro- oh, pro- well, that makes sense. Being in the fashion. Yep. Watch that. All right. All the time. All right. Next question. Uh, what are some of your favorite Miami restaurants? I love um, Komodo, even though I I haven't been there often. And there's a kind of like a a restaurant called Shuckin' and Jiving in Miami Garden. So next time you're here, you should check it out. It's like New Orleans style. Okay. Mm -hmm. Shuckin' it. You know, it's funny with Komodo – Cause that's down on Brickle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Over there by Eighth Street. Exactly. At first, when I heard the name, I was like Komodo. I'm like, and I thought it because it, it's in like a, an office building area. Yeah. Uh, Brickle Square, and I thought Komodo, man, are they like selling toilets in there or something? And I was like, I saw it as a restaurant. I was like, well, no, they're not selling toilets in there. But um, all right. So uh, next question: um, 
What are some of your favorite TV shows from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, other than what you mentioned? I love The Jeffersons. Oh, good answer. Good answer. And the show that I remember, I remember it as a kid, but I just started watching it on this network I get called 24-7 or something, but it, it shows different shows. I can binge watch Three's Company like yes. all day, and I have done that. And probably A Different World is my favorite oh. um, sitcom. Yeah, no, that was a, a, a big show in the 80s because uh, – you know, it was a spinoff of the Cosby show with uh, Lisa Bonet being the star. And then she was only on there for a few years. And then really the stars were Jasmine Guy uh, Whitley, mm-hmm. uh, Whitley character, and then Kadeem Harrison. And mm-hmm. What was his name? Dwayne? Dwayne Wayne? Is it? No. Dwayne Wayne, I think. Dwayne Wayne. Yes, Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> and you had that friend named Ron. Yes. All right. Good answers there. All right. Next question. We're done with TV, by the way. Okay. So uh, um, if you could have lunch with three people other than your immediate family, who would you pick? Okay. Assuming I could pick someone from the past. Sure. I want, I must have lunch with Harriet Tubman. I, I All right. Just, well, that'd be interesting right there. Absolutely. Um, I would love to have lunch with President Barack Obama. And um, Elaine Weatheroth, she um, is a judge on Project Runway, and she's oh, the editor-in-chief of uh, Team Vogue. All right. Well, that's that's be some interesting stories right there and, at, and at Komodo, that, probably. Yeah, oh, hey, over some uh, some duck, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I think the chef is actually from Hong Kong, which is which is good. But I did say something to um, President Obama when he was still running back in 2007. Um, Mm -hmm. I asked him, I said, will you autograph my book? He was at a fundraiser and he said, give it to him. (laughs) So I gave it to whoever his person was and then he signed it. That's cool. Do you still have that book? Of course. Yeah. He, I I remember he did come to Miami quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, both when he was running, but also um, as president a lot, because, you know, there are a lot of influential people, but fundraisers and things like that. But uh, I know he was in Miami a lot. So that's interesting. That's, that's pretty cool to have an art. I mean, anytime you have an autographed book from a president, that's pretty cool. Um, All right. Next question. Um, So what are your favorite Miami hotspots other than Komodo? Nikki beach. Um, just to eat there. <laughs> I love their brunch. It's so good. And it's so, I think, reasonably priced and you can spend the day there. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the place I love to go. Especially yeah. Down in, um, in town. down in a uh, South beach mm-hmm. at the very end of South beach, the South point. Exactly. All right. Uh, next question. What's your favorite Miami sports team? Definitely University of Miami football. Definitely. Right. My husband played football there. <laughs> oh, really? What years did he play? 92 through 97. So he played okay. with a lot of the famous people. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, see, when I came down to Miami, um, 
because I, I finished law school at Louisville and as part of my UM student package, I mean, you had uh, the football tickets and it was like maybe 50 bucks a year. Or so. I mean, it was like really cheap and I couldn't believe it because coming from Louisville, I had to pay like 800 bucks or a thousand bucks to get the football package and basketball. So I came down and I was like, man, I'm getting to see him play Florida State, Florida, all that for like a hundred bucks. I'm like, this is a deal. Mm-hmm. And this is when they were still playing in the, uh, it was one of the last few years of the Orange Bowl. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I saw in the Miami Herald, they're going to try to play some college football this year and see how it goes. I don't know if they're going to have fans or not, but they're going to try to play. So we'll see what happens. Uh, all right. Next question. Uh, if you could pick anyone to play in a movie, who would you pick? I would pick uh, Yara Shahidi. Do you know her? She's from Blackish and Grownish. Wait, is that the mom on Blackish? No, it's the daughter. <laughs> it's the daughter. That's hilarious. The daughter? So, yeah, actually, the mother and I are the exact same age, but. Um, oh, gosh. Diana Ross's daughter. But. I picked Yara because she could do, you know, the young me <laughs> all oh, the way okay. up to, to current me. But I, what's so funny is that uh, when I first moved to Miami, Robin Gibbons was very popular and people would always say that they thought I looked like her. I don't see that, it, but hey. Well, see, I, if, if I was answering that question, I would guess either Beyonce or a Whit or Whitney Houston. Mm, okay. So, so you know what? Hey, since we're dreaming, I'm just gonna say I want Rihanna to play me. That's my girl. <laughs> all right. So we got that. Um, next one. Favorite stand-up comedian. I love Rodman. I bet no one knows who he is, but you should look him up. He's good. Rod Mann? Yes. I'm about to check him out. He was on, he was the winner of Last Comic Standing, which used to be on NBC. So probably mm-hmm. seven, eight years ago. But okay. yeah, he's good. I actually drove to West Palm Beach to see him like on a weeknight. Well, see that down in Miami, they've opened the Miami Improv at, um, in Doral, and they brought in some pretty good comedians there. So maybe he'll be a guy that'll be on their circuit when they get, um, opened up more because i've seen like gosh um who was there um a lot like jeff ross was there um i've seen rob schneider uh mm-hmm. bob saget was there they've had a variety of comedians so i'm about yeah. to check i'm gonna write that guy down right man i saw um damon wayans there recently yeah yeah that's right the wayans guys were there all right good answer uh next question um Who's your favorite woman entrepreneur besides yourself? <laughs> I love Pat McGrath. She is, she has a makeup line and a makeup artist and, you know, her company's over a billion dollars. Wow. <clears throat> All right. And final question, <clears throat> excuse me. Who are the best mentors in your life? My best mentors are Mercedes Angel. She was my mentor in Tampa. Um, Jack Lowell, who oh, I know him, Jack, <laughs> I feel basically helped me help put me on the map 
of the Miami business world. So I am forever grateful for him and Donna again. All right. Those are good answers. I do. I do know Jack Lowell. He's a long time um, uh, power player in the Miami commercial real estate world. So he was actually a speaker when I was in my master's program. So, well, that's great. And you know, the thing about it is, is, um, you know, and especially now it, it's so important to have somebody who you can go to as a mentor to to get advice from and learn uh, because they've maybe been through some of those battles and give you advice. And I think people also have to be open to receiving that as well. And I just think that's a, a very important thing to do regardless of your career path. Yeah. So that's great. Well, Christy, let's tally up your score here. Past <laughs> With flying let's colors. See. Well, actually, you passed just because of the Golden Girls answer. So, so no, those were good answers. Um, different perspectives. I might have to check out this comedian, Rod Mann. I always like to hear new comedians and stuff. So, well, congratulations on the success of I Am Chic. I'm very proud for you. If I have some fashion tips, I will reach out as well. Um, and like I said, for everyone who's listening, you can check out Christy online at IamChic.net. Uh, she can give you tips on fashion. And also, you know, one thing we talked about is if you're a business owner and you kind of want to improve your or set a dress code policy or maybe, you you know, with the lo- young, young lawyers or young people coming in, they kind of need to know how to dress for business attire and stuff. You know, you can definitely reach out to Christy and she does that kind of consulting. So mm-hmm. it's something you may want to consider. So definitely check out her website at IamChic.net and her Instagram handle again is at I underscore am underscore chic underscore 10. So Christy, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank Enjoy the discussion. You. Thank you. Thank you. This was a pleasure and I truly appreciate you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, everybody. Well, we appreciate your time and hope you enjoyed the episode. Picked up a few tips. I know I did. So uh, thanks so much for all the support you've been giving us. And uh, we'll see you next time. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode. Find us online at benandrodney.com and follow us on Instagram at benwilsonmiami.com.